0: Hey, Drilled listeners, we are talking today to Fumke Sligers. She heads up a group in the Netherlands that's working to ban fossil fuel ads. And I wanted to talk to her because that is an idea that has been floated here as well. And I was curious to hear if she had the same sort of reception there as people have gotten here, how the media is reacting to it, all of those kinds of things. One of the really interesting things that she mentioned was that in the Netherlands, Shell sponsors a lot of educational and science and culture events. And that is one of the biggest ways that they advertise, especially to young kids. So they are tackling that part of advertising as well. So not just media ads, but also event sponsorship, Which would be a huge deal if people in the U.S. picked up because the oil companies very much do the same thing here. If you listened to our episode on Louisiana, you would have heard about Shell sponsoring Jazz Fest there and BP sponsoring all kinds of museum exhibits and Chevron sponsoring various educational and arts groups. Oil companies do that kind of thing to establish what they call a social license to operate. This is an idea that BP first formalized in a couple of papers following the Deepwater Horizon spill. It's the notion that the most important thing really to fossil fuels ability to stay alive and stay profitable is a social license. In other words, a license from the public to continue doing what they're doing. A sense that whatever damage they might be doing is outweighed by the good that they do. We're going to get into all of that and more on today's episode coming up right after this message from today's sponsor. I'm Amy Westervelt and this is Drilled. spend an average of 90% of their time indoors, which is bad news because according to the EPA, indoor air could be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. In some cases, it could be a hundred times more polluted. Data shows that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths around the world. I have a strange little problem in my neck of the woods, and that is that everybody likes to burn their garden trash and other trash too. Lots of trash burning going on in my neighborhood. Not great. Air Doctor has really, really helped. I just fire it up on days when I can tell everybody's lighting their trash fires and it keeps the household air clean. Air Doctor is the air purifier that has captured the attention of established media outlets like CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold, so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code Drilled to get up to 39% off or up to $300 off depending on the model. Lock this special offer in by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code DROP. Okay, we could start with having you introduce yourself and talk a bit about this fossil fuel ads ban campaign that you're working on, kind of how it came about and, and what you guys are trying to do.
1: All right. I'm Femke Slagers. I'm um, uh, with the Dutch brand of the Worldwide Fossil Free Movement. And we want to put an end to uh, the misleading of the public and the politicians by banning advertisements and marketing by the fossil fuel uh, industry. And um, yeah, we uh, we campaign for a tobacco-style ban of fossil fuel advertisements. And this ban would prevent greenwashing, branding, sponsoring, and it basically forbids fossil fuel companies to use their logos on any other place than their, their direct selling points, so mm-hmm. at the gas stations. And at these gas stations, we want a warning, just like on a pack of cigarettes, so people can make an uh, informed choice. And uh, we arrived at this campaign because we were campaigning um, um, at uh, child marketing and the influence of uh, companies like Shell in education. So in oh, Holland, um, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. We're working on a series about. Oh great! That because it's yeah. so
0: pervasive.
1: Yeah. 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 It's really. Yeah. It's really structured. Yeah. It's really systematic. And it started out when there was a a child marketing festival in The Hague, the the city where I live and where Mm -hmm. also the headquarters of of Shell is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And this this festival, it's called Generation Discover. Nice name, of course. And it's part (laughs) of the Worldwide um, Make the Future campaign by Shell. But this campaign was aimed at kids from uh, six years old till 13 years old. And of course, it's all about windmills and clean energy and, um, and our local city council was, was uh, subsidizing it from, the, uh, uh, yeah, from wow. the education budget. And yeah, so we, we were campaigning against that. And um, yeah, we, we dove into uh, the message of Shell, what is Shell really telling us at this festival? And um, yeah, we discovered that between all the, all the green and shiny um, technological innovation kind of messages. And of course they were fully aligned with the uh, sustainable development goals. And uh, we discovered that they also had some climate lies. And so they made children lay a, a puzzle about the energy mix in 2017. Mm-hmm. And of course, the puzzle has fixed pieces, so there was no. It, it, yeah, they, they didn't ask kids, how do you think the energy mix will look like in 2050? And of course, right. 2050 is the year when we should all be at zero emissions, according to mm-hmm. the Paris Agreement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And but in the puzzle uh, that Shell made, relate. Uh, it said in 2050 there will still be 70% uh, coal, oil, and gas in the energy mix wow yeah yeah and and I asked the an employee at the festival from why are you telling this to children you say uh Shell says it's a line to Paris and you say at the festival you teach kids that in 2050 there's still 70 percent coal oil and gas in the energy mix and then he said well we have to be realistic and we want to uh, we don't want to lie to children and yeah <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, and and that you see that yeah, Shell wants kids to. It's really propaganda. They they are really influencing kids to think in a in a way and to yeah. to keep yeah oil and gas normal for for decades to come. Yeah, Shell has is of course very uh, big on gas, and they had this um, this fuel gas to liquid, and they were advertising at it with the festival. And they said it's uh, gas to liquid aligned to the sustainable development goal, number seven for clean energy. And, and of course it was also, we're, uh, yeah, again, a big lie. And yeah. we thought we were fighting this lie uh, at the um, ethical board for, for advertisements and we won. So, so Shell had to, to say it was sorry, but then we thought, well, we are chasing uh, each Advertisement by Shell, but this is really systematic and we, can't, we don't have the money to, to run uh, after every lie that they tell. And then oh. we thought, well, how, how did they do it at the uh, tobacco uh, industry? Because they also went to schools and told lies to kids and yep. kids like Shell does and Exxon and all the others. And then we thought, well, we, we need a tobacco law for the fossil fuel industry. So yeah. yeah, the tobacco industry can't use their logo anymore, and uh, and the same should be for the for the fossil fuel industry. It's interesting that um, that you extend it to
0: you know sponsoring these types of events too. We did an episode uh, with some folks in in Louisiana recently, and they were talking about how much the oil companies have sort of embedded themselves in the local institutions there you know so that a lot of the educational organizations and art museums and community groups and whatever are sort of dependent on funding from fossil fuels yeah. <laughs> you know
1: yeah. it's it's, uh, it's probably the first thing they hear they learn about climate change and and it's it's coming from fossil fuel industry and exactly that really the way that they think yeah yeah yeah
0: um so what's like what um when did you start and what has the response been so far um from
1: either the oil companies or politicians or you know what's you know how's it going so far uh yeah we started out with a a citizens initiative and Mm -hmm. um and for that we need forty thousand signatures and then we can really address it at at our uh, national government and um, yeah, that we because of Corona, our campaign was a little bit uh, uh, changed. So so, we have about five thousand signatures uh, at the moment. It, it could be uh, far uh, more. And mm-hmm. um, the politicians, it it's really um, yeah yeah, it, it it's 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 not. I, I yeah, it it's really a logical thing if if you asked politicians about why. What's a good reason to not introduce a ban for fossil fuel advertisements? I think they can't answer it because mm-hmm. it's really dangerous, and there, yeah, there's no way to defend this. But of course, they are all conservative, and um, and of course, there are also uh, next year are the elections, and uh, and maybe the Green Party wants to join the Liberals, and so so they're a little bit. Um, hesitant to speak out. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. What
0: about, have you heard
1: anything from
0: um, media outlets like either TV or radio or you know, magazine or newspaper that, that might have some amount of their revenue attached to these ads?
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting one because we're we've, we've campaigning for the city of Amsterdam to ban all fossil fuel ads in the city. In the capital and um and it's really hard to make a connection to the media and i think that's partly because they are funded by fossil fuel ads and there's the the, uh, the main of uh, the most um elite newspaper in the holland like the new york times it, it's it's running branded content for for shell um a lot and and yeah and and that's really something we're going to address but within the editorial board there is already they are not fans of this so there is opposition within the in in the paper that's
0: interesting so have you looked at um
1: i know there's the the one
0: newspaper in sweden and then the guardian i think are the yeah. only two so far that have done this right and they they've i mean they've had, they have really good answers for all of this stuff the the thing that the um the guardian woman said to, um, to us that I thought was so interesting was, and, and like makes it so easy. Cause a lot of people had been kind of like, well, you know, where does it end? Do you ban car ads and, you know, travel ads and, you know, any kind of ad could have a carbon footprint associated with it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, her response was that, you know, fossil fuel companies are never advertising a product. They're always just advertising a sort of a policy position or trying to make people think a certain way about their brands. And so it's very, it's very easily distinguished from other types of advertising because they're not selling anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess... Is there a sense? Do you have any any sense at all of um, sort of how much revenue um, these folks might be getting from fossil fuel companies? Because that was one thing that when we were talking to the the Guardian folks, like I don't think a lot of oil and gas companies were advertising in the Guardian anyway. <laughs> Exxon was. Exxon was really. Big. Exxon was though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But they, but and they did, they said they that it represented, I think, like 1% of their, of their ad revenue, which, you know, especially right now is a lot. So, anyway, sure. uh, but I'm curious if, like, you have any sense of, of how much um, they might be spending on p- particularly media buys. Not yet, not mm. yet, no. Do you think it might be impacting how the media is even covering your campaign?
1: Um, yeah, we can say that for sure, but yeah, and because, yeah, we, we went live during Corona, so, so the, oh, yeah, yeah. Can also be a so, so it's hard to say. It's it hard was, to tell. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. And then I know you emailed me initially because you had noticed shortly after you launched that a, a shadowy figure was visiting your website. <laughs> can, you,
1: can you say a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just launched our website like two weeks and I was checking if if, if there was already incoming traffic. And then I saw, uh, um, yeah, amongst the familiar names, I saw a name I didn't know and it was Sigwatch. And I ran a, a, a quick Google search and found that this company monitors NGOs and grassroots activism against multinationals. And Then it's like big agro, big big food, big oil, and big tobacco. Yeah. And and they also teach multinationals how to mute activism. So so I I, I dove somewhat deeper, and I I discovered which was founded in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And for me, yeah, that uh, that was reason for mild suspicion, as in the 90s, all kind of denialism um, uh, sp- sprang and was flourishing. Yeah. And I uh, I yeah I found that the founder of which was Robert Blood, and then I ran a search on Robert Blood and I discovered uh, this guy named Robert Blood helped casting doubt about uh, the health hazards of smoking for British America tobacco and he even linked opposition to uh, tobacco regulation to opposition on environmental issues and he was suggesting that the best way to counter activism is showing understanding and yo- using fair words and taking very small actions. <laughs> <So they> always <laughs> refer to that.
0: I get the sense that um, the fossil fuel industry in general is getting quite worried about its social license being eroded. Have you guys connected with groups elsewhere in the world that are looking at a similar kind of approach?
1: No, we know that, that um, um, in, in the UK there's a group and uh, mm-hmm. from, and they're trying, they, yeah, they have a different approach. They say, from, well, all, all greenwashing should have a warning on it. And if they don't, then we'll, uh, we need a ban. Mm. We think uh, a warning on fossil fuel ads is is not enough because the, the misleading can still go on. Yeah. And, um, and in Norway, there was a um, an editorial letter from the uh, climate youth, and they also uh, were, were pleading for a ban. But I don't know if if a campaign is attached to it, if 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 there are any other initiatives, because I think. The timing is yeah just right. And uh, yeah, we really must step up. And yeah, we don't have time for nudging every consumer to make the right choice. And we can't expect children and adults to be aware of misleading ads all the time. And we don't yeah. have the to chase every ad. So, so yeah, we must be open. To, we must open the conversation to yeah, strict legal regulation. Yeah, but I think it's, yeah. it's still a taboo. Because we always solve things with nudging and and with uh, self regulation, but it's not enough <laughs> in, the, in the light of climate change.
0: Are you making any kind of inroads with politicians that might take this up, or or even like sort of you know legal organizations or civil society groups or anything like that that might you know take this up and turn it into legislation?
1: Yes, we are. We are. Um, planning to make our own um tobacco style law so so uh, we will make a proposal we are already talking with lawyers uh, about it and we will present this this um uh, yeah this law to the politicians and, and mm-hmm. we have so, some who, who favor this so they will uh, propose it in parliament and, and we already ran a test with the tobacco law and it, it's just yeah, the, the tobacco law that bans uh, uh, tobacco advertisement, and it's mm-hmm. it's really easy to convert it to uh, to the fossil fuel industry. So so it, Interesting. it's uh, like one of one. So it's also a concept that many countries can uh, can do. Yeah, so I hope many countries will plead for for such a, a law.
0: Okay, that's it for this time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, we are working on a new narrative season that will be coming out in August. So stay tuned for that. If you are a paid member through our Patreon, then you will get access to that entire season, all 10 episodes early. So make sure you're signed up for that. We have pledges as low as $5 a month. I understand that now is a really tough time for everyone on the money front, so if you can't afford a subscription, don't worry. You will still get access to that season. It'll just be a little bit later. We are also about to launch a Drilled News local network. We will be working with reporters across the country to do accountability reporting on the ground in oil and gas states. That is being funded in part by listener and reader support. We very much appreciate it. Some of our latest Patreon patrons are Timothy Bergen, Michael rybel Julius Julia Steinberger, Rachel Buddeberg, Avery Robertson, Sandy Emerson and Katherine Koble. Thank you guys so much. Your help really supports a lot of the work that we're doing. It goes directly into more reporting, more production work, really just producing more stories and getting them out to more people. That's it for this time. We will seriously, for real, this time be taking a little bit of a break until the next big season comes out. You might get occasional bonus updates in between now and then, but otherwise, we will see you in a few weeks.